Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror in all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian. And I'm Stormy. And welcome to our second week of Films on Shutter Month. Um, this one kind of feels like a lie, though, because you can watch this movie in a lot of places. I thought it was exclusive to Shutter, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, no. Whenever. Okay, so I kind of forgot we were doing Shutter Week for a second. And I like Googled as I, yeah, <laughs> as I, <laughs> this is why we're not sponsored by the way, because mm. <laughs> we forget what we're doing. Anyways, You're go right. on. <laughs> I always Google like where to stream, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever watching doesn't matter what it is. I always Google it. Um, and there's so many places Tubi, voodoo, Amazon prime, Shudner. She's everywhere. And like, good for her. But I thought she was going to be exclusive, and that's why I was like gunned so hard for this movie to be in this month. I'm happy you did, though, because I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I had a good time. Me too. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, horror in general within Asian countries is typically very terrifying. So I, yeah. I mean, I don't even know why in my mind, I still didn't think that this was going to be scary for some reason. And not that it was, I didn't either like at all. Like I thought it was going to be more of a comedy when I read the synopsis and it was like, you know, a horror web series. I was like, Oh, this is probably going to be very silly. And like, that's just what I went into it expecting. And, you know, for like the first, maybe like 30 minutes or so, I was like kind of with that vibe still, but I mean, by the time we got to the end, I was very uh, surprised. Yeah, I I underestimated this movie hard. Because I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm not going to be scared. And by the end, I was watching through my fingers. Oh, same. Literally the last like yeah. 30 minutes, I was like, my eyeballs were behind every single one of my fingers. Alita kept coming out of the playroom and like peeking around the corner. Because, like, she would hear things going on, but she would not come into the room. She's like, mm, I'm curious, but I don't fuck with it. <laughs> uh, well, if you couldn't tell everybody, we are going to be talking about Gonjiam Haunted Asylum today. And I'm very excited to get into it. So before we jump into the details, in terms of what's been spooking you, we might as well go ahead and just tease it. We both have seen Scream 2022, but mm -hmm. we will be discussing that movie on its own. We will release a special episode next week all about scream we'll just get into all the little details because there's a lot to talk about there yeah we talk i mean i don't know how editing is gonna go but we talked for two hours yeah we were talking for <laughs> about two hours yeah it was a lot and yeah that's i mean that's not like a lot for us because i feel like in general we talk about two hours y'all just get like an hour of it but yeah we got into it if you haven't seen it, we're not judging you. We fully support your choices, whatever they may be. Um, so there is like a tiny bit of like spoiler free talk in the beginning. But the meat and potatoes is spoiler heavy. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm ready to get into it, Miss Girl, because what a movie that was. And what a moment. What a moment that we got to live through with that movie. And I can't wait for everybody to hear our discussion on it. 
Let's do it. Yes. Um, in terms of everything else that we've watched this week, um, I've only seen a couple things. I did watch the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, just in honor of Wes Craven. And she's iconic, legendary. Like, watching it again for the first time in a few years. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, amazing. Like, every single scene, everything that happened, I was like, wow, yeah, this is a classic for a reason. And I had a great time with it. It's been a hot minute since I've seen any of the Elm Street movies, so I should probably do that soon, because right now I can't even think of, like, my top one. Oh. So that just means I need to restart, like, all of them. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always, like, the first and the third. Like, they're just so great yeah. to me. And I, after watching the first one, immediately went into the third movie, Um because it was just that good. Like, I had such a blast with those movies. Um, I also watched Planet Terror for the very first time, which is... Okay. Yeah, part of the Grindhouse uh, yes. movies, which I've it's never seen. Venturing over. Yeah, I haven't seen either one of those before, and I still have only seen Planet Terror. I still haven't watched Death Proof just yet. But I don't know what I was thinking, like, waiting for so long, because she was iconic, and I was obsessed with everything that was happening in that movie, even though it's completely... Out of left field, I enjoyed it so much. The zombie design in that movie is gorgeous. The just the existence of the female character with the gun leg is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I love Planet Terror. Uh, I was upset immediately. I was like, I, I, I mean, I mean, like Rose McGowan's in it, so I don't know what I was thinking not watching it, but it just took so mm -hmm. long, anyways. And like you said, Cherry Darling. With the gun leg. Immediately, I was like, I got to be Cherry for Halloween. I got to figure it out. I got to, I got to, I just want to dress like that. It just, it was a moment. I was gagged the entire time. One day I'll be snatched enough. To <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll be To be sexy. out and about. <laughs> After this panini. Yeah. Once, you know, the pandemic becomes an endemic and we get to move on with life. <laughs> an endemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the technical term for it. That's what people, that's what we're waiting for at this point is it to be maybe become like an endemic of some sort. Uh, I'm waiting for the sweet release of death at this point. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I'm honestly just waiting for the aliens to come down, girl. Like I'm waiting for them to just come and just like start zapping us because. They want else? nothing to do with us. I promise you that. Well, then put us out of our misery. Come down here and make it fast. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> you said say it with your chest. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you know what? That's everything, though, this week. Uh, unless uh, you, Have you seen anything, Stormy? <laughs> um, all I've been watching is Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Not Ghost Adventures. Have they found the ghost yet? <laughs> Yeah, plenty of them. Thank you. <laughs> no, never find ghosts in those shows. <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, it's probably like... Aaron in the bathroom but they find ghosts i have no. never been able to watch like ghost adventures or ghost hunters or like anything because i just find them so silly um, i love it which is probably why i was expecting this movie to be funny because every time yeah. people go inside a haunted house or like a haunted location to like search for ghosts i mean it seems exciting in practice but like i just always think they're so funny so yeah, like I want to do it. I don't want to watch it, but I just got sucked into like how ridiculous Zach Bagans is. This week we're going into the depths of hell. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this experience is the scariest I've ever had. It followed me home. And he's just like 
super buff in like a shirt that's like four sizes too big. <laughs> I mean, too small. It's it's ridiculous. He gives me the vibes that like he would just like take off his shirt or something was happening and just like start flexing his muscles or something. <laughs> yeah, he literally goads the ghosts. He's just like, uh, I don't even know. Like half the time he's talking shit to the ghosts. And... I don't know. It's so stupid, but I got sucked in again. I used to watch it in high school. Like, I was obsessed. And I just wanted... Same fucking Riverdale backstory. I just wanted some good, like, audio in the background. Just something to listen to while I was doing my errands. And I got sucked into fucking... Affliction wearing Zach Bagans. <laughs> affliction, not affliction. Girl, that's Girl. all he wears. And Ed Hardy? Not Ed Hardy. I was literally mm. about to ask if he wore Ed Hardy. So thank you for answering He shops at the buckle. I don't know if anybody else on this podcast knows what the buckle is, but he shops there. They have to. There's a buckle here in Vegas, actually. So I think it's is more okay? well known than, yeah. I just always thought it was like a small town thing, too. Or like a Texas thing or something. Yeah, it feels very Texas with the miss me jeans. and <laughs> It's the stoning. <laughs> I don't know what kind of drag queens they have working at the factories for fucking affliction and the buckle and shit, but there's stones everywhere, girl. Yeah, I don't understand, like, that whole era that we went through. Because people are so, like, the toxic masculinity is, like, rampant within, like, men. But then they turn around and buy, like, affliction. Right. So I'm like, what? And the cologne. You're dousing yourselves in cologne for what? Who are you trying to smell pretty for, Miss Girl? Right. Mm, men. You know how they are sometimes. Mm. Heterosexual cis men. I just can't with them sometimes. Let's get into the <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and just a talk silent about <laughs> movie before we spiral too far. Okay. Okay, everybody. We're gonna go ahead and just jump into our main discussion of the week and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, everybody, and we are back. And this week we are discussing Gonjiyam Haunted Asylum, originally released on March 28th, 2018 in South Korea. It would then see a limited release in the U.S. on April 13th of 2018. The opening week, it did see an earning of about $7.5 million in South Korea and about $19,000 in the U.S. before it would go on to make a worldwide gross of about $21 million. Also, side note, this apparently was like a commercial and financial and critical success in Korea. So shout out to horror. Uh, but the film has a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes. And with the names, I will do my best. And if I get anything wrong, honestly, truly, reach out to me and let me know. But the film was directed by Beam Sik Jiong. And it has a great cast. Um, of course, in typical fan footage fashion, most people are just kind of going by their real names, except for one individual. But Wee Ha Jun plays Ha Jun, or Captain, as we come to know him. Seong Wook Lee is Seong Wook. Um, and also, not to like start already giving tidbits or whatever, but apparently like 
Seong Wook like retired from acting after making this movie. Didn't even bother to go to the premiere or promote it. Like made this movie. Oh and wow! Dipped. He wiped his hands. <laughs> he wiped his hands clean. Dipped girl. He's like, I gotta go. Um, moving on. Yi Hwan Moon is Charlotte. Ah Yeon plays Ah Yeon. Yu Ji Yoon plays Ji Yoon. Ji Hyun Park is Jai Hyun, and Song Soon Park is Song Hoon. Uh, so with so seeking views and money, the hit horror web series Horror Times sets up a live stream event like no other. They decide to send six individuals out to start investigating the haunted Gojiyama Asylum. What starts off as pre-planned scares quickly descends into madness as the curse and evil begins to take shape and takes everybody out one by one. Uh, so this movie was a blast. First off, I've, I mean, in discussing found footage films as we have done in the past... I wasn't probably like expecting anything too major here. And I got something that I probably will come back to quite often. I loved th this movie. While this is like found footage for sure, it like doesn't give me that same vibe. Like this doesn't feel like amateur hours. <laughs> I think it's like the web series aspect of it. Cause everything is like the budget is there. Miss girl. I don't know what horror times is doing but they are like full dead meat status they have money they are the horror youtubers of korea because the budget is litty titty like they have steady cams 360 views all these crazy gopros everything looks crisp clean i was just gonna say on top of all that they have like literally like ghost hunting equipment <laughs> right so the money is there so it's found footage but it feels like pretty well presented i want to be like on this web series. Same. Like, can, <laughs> can I be a part of this? Unless something like this happens. Unless we start dying. Whatever. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So before we actually talk about the movie, though, uh, I do want to talk about the actual asylum. Because this is, or was, a real place. This was a real psychiatric hospital in South Korea that did shut down. It didn't shut down in the 70s, like this movie says. It shut down in 1995. And right. I mean, of course, the legends are there, girl. Of course, people are like, you know, the doctors were crazier than the patients, the owner, the director. They were all shady people. Like some of the things that they explain in the beginning of the movie are kind of like the stories that were happening in real life. Right. Kind of looking into it and researching it. I mean, the lot or the logistical reason for it it closing down was due to like unsanitary conditions that people were living and working in. They had an issue with like the sewage system and the sewage uh, disposal system. Um, so like, you know, things, ec economic downturns were happening. So, I mean, it was shut down probably not due to like mass murder and ghosts and demons and like everybody seems to think. Uh, but I mean, come on, a haunted or an uh, asylum like shutting down is like terrifying and an abandoned asylum is going to be scary and the stories are going to come up, you know? Yeah, because like even if it wasn't shut down for like scary reasons, like knowing the history of asylums just in general and like mental health like practice in the like earlier times like you know there's residual energy no matter like what caused the closing like there's some shit that has gone down within those walls yeah if anybody is to pass away in the location like the energy is going to be there at least for me personally i mean you don't have to believe in ghosts i feel like if you're listening to this podcast you probably do believe in ghosts to some degree 
Um, but I definitely believe in that, like Stormy said, re residual energy for sure. And if we're looking into an asylum, I'm sure that, you know, it only makes sense that people passed away within those walls. So. Well, and even then, like the treatment for like people being quote unquote crazy back in the day was literally like frying their brains and torturing them. So like, yeah, like the energy's there, no matter if it was like them being sinister or not, like bad things happened. Yeah. And I think another like story that was kind of coming out around the time of the asylum's closing um, were like, not only were people and patients within the facility dying, because they were like there was a lot of people dying near the end of their closing. And I mean, obviously, with unsanitary conditions, that could very well probably be the reason why. Uh, but even with that, you know, people were starting to see that like family members of patients were also dying. So they thought there was some type of like, infection, you know, right. evil spirit curse, if you will. Um, so the stories are there online if you research them hard enough. And I did find actually a very terrifying, I would say, at first blog post <laughs> online from back in 2015. Um a blogger by the name of Sarah Dermier. I'm sorry if I get that incorrect. And I'll link the actual article in the show notes. So if you're interested, you can go read her blog. But back in 2015, when she was in South Korea, she actually went to, obviously, the Gonjim Haunted Asylum and did her own little journey in broad daylight, of course. But, like, it was interesting because she was, like, mapping out her entire journey. She gave, like, proper coordinates and directions of how to get there and ways to kind of maneuver around the fencing. It was, like, very in detail. And then, of course, the blog itself is filled with, like, actual pictures of the actual psychiatric hospital. And, like, when I was reading through her blog, I was terrified. Like, nothing was really kind of happening. Like, she wasn't talking about, like, weird uh, you know, noises or anything. She was just describing what it looked like. But, like, the pictures and just seeing everything all pieced together was like really unsettling and yeah if anybody's interested you can go and see it's probably one of at least from what i was able to find online like one of the more well-documented visits to the hospital so if you're very interested in seeing like crisp clean pictures of the hospital especially now that it's been demolished then i would definitely go and check out that article because it was very interesting and honestly i love haunted shit like this i love creepy abandoned places and so like I was in this movie like right from the jump. I was ready to go. I was ready to see what was going to happen because back in the day, this was me, girl. I was entering in like old houses and run down locations. Trespassing. Because, yeah, trespassing. <laughs> so I could hopefully see On the ghost. regular. <laughs> Were you doing that kind of shit back in the day, girl? Because I know girl, I yeah. was. Yes. I still do that shit. I mean, I have less of like an opportunity to do it now because I'm not just like driving around places anymore like aimlessly like a teenager would um but yeah i used to love going in abandoned shit <laughs> Girl. that was like a weekend thing like we would just be like mm, let's go out to grady and fucking <laughs> break grady. into that one church or something like that like <laughs> girl not the gritty church i'm pretty sure i've also been inside the gritty church before Crazy shit back in the day, for sure. The schools are always unlocked. Half of the, the buildings in Melrose are unlocked if you check the back door. This place is just not secure. There's like an abandoned, uh, it looks almost like a, not like a water park, but there's like a weird park that's abandoned from, on the way from uh, Vegas to California. And every time we pass mm -hmm. it, I'm like, I want to stop and like, just like break in and look around. Let's go whenever we go to Disney. Okay, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, and like, I don't know. I mean, the movie itself was inspired, obviously, from the actual scene and article that they also talk about in this movie with like the seven freakiest places in the world. So this psychiatric hospital <laughs> is well known. It was well known for many years before it was demolished as being one of the most haunted places in South Korea. Right. So would you ever step foot in a place that has like a reputation like that? Um, like I know I'm abandoned buildings and whatnot are, is real cute, but like if everybody and their mom, is talking about how haunted this place is. Would you really like go in? I think so, but I think I would like want to do it in the right setting. Like I would want it to be like daylight and everybody and their mom knows where my location is. <laughs> and I preferably have a professional like ghost hunting team with Zach me. Zach Baggins is with me. <laughs> Zach Bagel Bites is leading me through the light shining off of his affliction shirt is leading the way oh yeah for sure girl he's the biggest target in those clothes for sure the ghosts are gonna see him first right away <laughs> they're like oh shining <laughs> girl i don't know if i could if if we're talking money for sure but i don't know but i guess daytime is a big thing i think i would much prefer it i would much rather it be daytime for sure i don't know if i could ever go into one of the haunted places in south korea if it wasn't like if the sun wasn't like high in the sky i don't think i could do that well so i'm gonna like sidetrack a little bit but there's a prison in santa fe that was um home of like one of the biggest right prison riots in new mexico if not like nationwide um and now it's closed but whenever i went up in santa fe for my um official like academy for dispatching we got to go within that prison and like the energy shift between daytime and nighttime is insane and like i'm sure it's like my brain like hyping it up but you can feel like an energy shift just looking at it it's i don't know it's wild if you have an opportunity to tour something like that do it it's the uh, the sensory temperature changes. <laughs> sensory temperature. Absolutely. Sensory. What the fuck were y'all doing in an abandoned prison for training? Uh, <laughs> we were doing situational training. Okay. So it was for, it wasn't for the training for the dispatchers. It was training for the state police officers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what were y'all doing in there? Yeah, we were just helping out with their training. So we were pretending to be shooters and bad guys and chasing after them. I broke my finger. <gasps> During this? Yeah. It's the um, curse, girl. <laughs> well, <laughs> the curse of ACAP. Um, because... <laughs> A cop shot my hand. Um, what? Yeah. So his logic was that he was going to shoot the gun out of my hand, which like, okay, gunslinger, but like in a real situation, not with like literally somebody you've been sitting in class with. Yeah. But. What the fuck? Why? I would not. Girl. I would have been real pissed. I would have lost my job that day. Yeah. They're like simulation rounds. So it's like little pellets, mm. but they fucking hurt. <laughs> it broke my finger. I, I again would lose my job that day like i would not i would not have stood for that i would have started beating bitches down don't shoot me but just the energy dude and like those type of places especially that one is like wild because like they tortured 
like the the prison guards um the riot lasted like several days within those walls and yeah so for like a prison to hold that much energy i can't imagine how much like a hospital holds right for sure Especially an asylum, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. let's kind of go run through the movie, I guess, and kind of get through all the details and everything. So we start the movie with a clip that appears to probably have been filmed on like some type of cell phone, an iPhone or something. Uh, we see two young guys who are exploring the asylum. And of course, they're at room 402. They hear some noises. And before we really get an idea of what happens, it cuts off and we kind of get the intro to horror times. Uh, so we meet Captain for the first time, Ha Jun, who is kind of running through the scenario here, talking about the asylum, talking about how these boys have gone missing and how it's on CNN's seven scariest places in the world or whatever. So we pretty much learn that they're going to be doing their own little mission. They want to have a live stream. They're going to be going into this asylum. Uh, we then almost immediately meet our band of characters. So the Horror Times boys, there's three of them. They pretty much have four individuals who have applied to be a part of this experience. And over like a course of a dinner and hangout session, they all meet each other and discuss this adventure that they're going to be going on. And even though they all seem a little bit kind of creeped out by everything, like the energy's high. And I really kind of like enjoyed like meeting everybody. Like I had a good time with like the, the first scene where they all meet each other at like the little cafe and then they go out to dinner and are having drinks. First off, I was like, wow, miss that. And then I was like, but you know, I kind of enjoy all these people. They were, the energy was very nice right from the jump. Yeah. I felt like I would love to hang out with them. They seemed like they were having a blast. And I don't know if that's like isolation talking that like dinner and throwing tomatoes, like sounds like so much fun, but I was like, wow, they're living their lives. It was literally just getting drunk at dinner. I miss it. Yeah. I was like, wow, that sounds like a blast. Literally us getting fucking drunk at brunch <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, yeah. But to backtrack, like to the very beginning of the movie, like whenever, uh, before we know that this is a YouTube video, like the footage of the original, like break in was so ridiculous that I was like, I'm so quick to judge. I was just like, this movie's bullshit. I'm not watching this. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> and then literally Captain slides in and I was like, oh. Hello. Okay. Hi, Captain. Sorry. Captain could get it. Like, I was, my, my thighs, my loins were on fire like anytime that Captain loins. would pop up on screen. Yes. I was getting my live. But, not to also sound like a crazy person. I had the exact same thought, like when the movie started and we got like those two young guys like running around with the fucking cell phone footage. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I can't. Like, I was like, I was like, I, like, I want to enjoy this movie. Like, I want to have a good time this month. And I was also like really kind of let down from the jump. Yeah. But then, yeah, Captain slides in. The Horror Times intro and logo is stunning. The nails, honey, they were painted on this logo. I was living. Yeah, I want a video intro. Whoever made this intro for Horror Times hit us up. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to the director and be like, who designed that? Because I need <laughs> We're hiring them for our <laughs> podcast. He'd be like, what? Yes. Uh, Do we kind of like the YouTube intro? I thought it was really cute. I think it's super cute. I want one. It was so cute. So cute. I love the aesthetic. I love him sitting in front of like just a black backdrop and just looking so stunning with his little ring light. 
I was like, wow, like literally aesthetic goals. I was like getting my life with everything. The name is cute. Horror times. I don't know. It's just cute to see a group of people who like love horror hanging out. I think that's probably what it was really. Right. These just seem like our kind of people. That's all I'm saying. It seems like this would be us like having dinner before we go to Halloween Horror Nights kind of vibes. Like we're having a blast. We're getting shit face. Like that's the energy I miss in my life. So I was, I was jealous. I was annoyed with these people. I was super jealous on the low. Yeah, one day we'll get to be messy again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get to meet everybody. I mean, we have a few people that we're going to be kind of looking at here. We have one girl who is described to us as being like the youngest or the most naive. Uh, we have one individual who, or one girl who, she's kind of like a recorder, I guess, or she's always like recording things on her own. She like had a camera before like everybody else showed up. And then we have Charlotte, who is the only actor who is not using their actual name and it's because they're playing an american korean individual so they go by charlotte and it was very funny uh when they were going through all their names and it was just charlotte the most american name. yeah i was like girl not charlotte um and yeah and then the horror time boys so two of them are here alongside captain and then there's another individual involved um his name is uh ji yoon who i guess is supposed to be like the prankster or the jokester or something he always has like a backwards hat on and like he makes like the sly comments every now and then i didn't find him too funny beyond the sensory temperature line which i thought was like the funniest thing in the entire movie um but he's supposed to be like i guess like the again i guess like the funny scared guy but i enjoyed everybody they're having a blast when they're driving to the asylum also in their van and everybody's sitting in the back of the van i always anytime we get like a scene like this in a horror movie i always get texture chains on massacre vibes and i'm obsessed with it if i were to ever write a slasher movie my characters are going to be sitting in the back of a van like this because to me it's like one of my favorite things in a horror movie so with him like not being that funny i wonder if some of it's like lost in translation between languages that is one thing that i've like always wondered is if like our humor translates to different languages and vice versa. Because I know like even within Spanish, like like in songs and stuff, something can be really beautiful in Spanish, but then you translate it to English and you're like, that doesn't make sense in the slightest. 100% sure. There's so many songs that I remember from my childhood that have so much emotion to them. And then I go and like look up the lyrics and like it won't sound as like, it it doesn't like you said it gets lost in translation. So I definitely feel like that could be the possibility here with him because when we're reading this, you know, the subtitles, like it doesn't come off as funny to me. Uh, I laugh at some of the things he says, but not a lot of it. But again, with the subtitles, I mean, we can't beggars can't be choosers because there's times where like people would like just go, <sighs> they would just breathe and it would say yes or like they would be responding to something. And I'm like they didn't speak though. Like why did you put yes there? Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna have to. We're just. We got to trust the captions as best as we can, or as much as we can, I guess. I don't know if you watched it, but like Netflix just released uh, Squid Games not too long ago. I haven't seen it yet. And like people have, um, people that are like bilingual within the two languages have said that like even the subtitles are not correct. (laughs) So we can't even trust that like anything that. We're probably just getting the essence of what's going on. We're not getting the like meat and potatoes. <laughs> true, true. But honestly, having a good time either way. And before they get to the asylum, they decide to have one last hoorah. And they go to like those crazy things that people do where like it's like a big inflatable 
thing. I've always wanted to do this. Oh, like the pillow? On yes. The I've always wanted to do something like this. And I was like, again, just so jealous. Like, I was ready to just like yank one of them out of the movie and just take their spot in the movie. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. look at them getting drunk, going to dinner, talking about horror shit. Gets to go on this fun little adventure before they go and like fucking explore haunted asylum. Living my fantasy. I was like obsessed with it. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, those things like scare me. I feel like I like wouldn't go anywhere and I'd just be really sad. But like imagine the ride if I was the one jumping onto the pillow and (laughs) launching you into fucking space. I'm always afraid that like if I'm laying there and like somebody like jumps on it, like I'm going to like move incorrectly and like my neck's going to snap as I'm sent flying into the air and then just my lifeless body that falls into the water. I'm always like, my anxiety is like on the tin, girl. So I want to do it, but like my idea is like, I'm going to break something and I know it probably won't happen, but I'm afraid like I'm going to land in the water my legs and go crack and it's just going to be I'm scared. We've seen too many Final Destinations. We have, girl. But but I've also seen A Thousand Ways to Die. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh my God. That's that's And like there was this one where he like jumps off of a cliff like into the water and like he (gasps) (laughs) he lands on his ass and the water shoots up his asshole and kills him. Yes, girl. And I've I've thought about it like literally just hopping into a pool. I'm like, watch me hit that shit just right. <laughs> Girl. And people say all the time anyways, like to be careful how you land when you're diving anyways. And ever since I saw that fucking episode and I used to watch that fucking show in my room hiding out late at night. I didn't want my family to know I was watching how people were dying in crazy ways. <laughs> and like right. when I saw that girl traumatized, tra- I, I, I really didn't know how to swim. And after that, I never bothered to learn. So here I am. Yeah. Well, that and like in my brain, I feel like I can't control how I land. <laughs> like that does not compute to me. Like I'm jumping off of something and I'm in the water in the next second. Like there's no like middle point. There isn't. And these divers are up there doing fucking splits and kicks and tricks. And, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, what? How do you have like the precision to do that? I can barely like say a sentence without like feeling like I fucked up in some way. Imagine doing like some type of Olympic diving. I, I couldn't. The talent, I don't have it. I'm all trying to think of like a talent that I have <laughs> that I could like a hundred percent be like, yeah, I can do it with my eyes closed, but like, it's not there. And they're doing like they're doing like six flips before they hit the water and like it's not a long time. You know what I mean? It's not anyways. Girl. They freak me out. But yeah, they're having the blast. They're at the lake. Uh, no, living their best. Yeah, life. they went on a whole adventure. Like they wanted to like they went on like a bonding retreat before they went to this asylum. They went out to eat the night before. Like they met each other the night before and then they wake up early and then they go and do that and then they make the drive to the asylum and they get there like right as it starts to get dark so they can pretty much start everything. Um, yeah. So once they get to the asylum, they, of course, have to end up hiking from, like, a different area. They can't go through the front because it's all gated. And that's exactly how it was before they demolished it. Um, so they hike around. We also get some really, really cool drone shots. I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody who is listening, I don't know if, like, this is the first time I've ever seen, like, a drone shot in a horror movie. So I thought they were, like, really cool. They don't use it too much. There's, like, one little instance where it has, like, a little bit of a scare. But I thought it was very intriguing to see a drone shot in a horror movie. Yeah, I 
I always think it's really cool to get like different shots in. That sounds so silly. But like whenever you're in a movie where it's primarily like you're wearing it's your face. Right. Or we're looking through your equipment. So to get like just a completely different perspective was really neat. Cool. They also use a 360 camera in this movie as well. And I love those shots. I wish that they did more with that. I wish that there was like an actual like scare that happened with that. Uh, but anytime that they pulled up that 360 camera, I was so nervous because like every you can pretty much see like the entire room and it looks it was tripping me out like anytime that they would use it. So they have some cool camera shots for sure in this movie. I kept staring like behind the people constantly because I just I just knew that there's going to be some and there really wasn't like there wasn't like anything really skittering around. But that's just what I'm trained for. Right. Being a horror girly. That- <laughs> Same girl. I'm always just looking for anything and everything that I, especially after, oh, I guess we won't talk about scream. I'm literally about to drop my scream spoiler literally just right here oh in the middle of this episode. God. Let me not. Y'all can wait till next week for that. Uh, but yeah, my eyes are always looking for anything and everything for sure. Uh, but yeah, so they start hiking. They have to then set up, of course, like a little campsite. They send the horror boys to the asylum before anybody else to set up some steady cams in the corners. They come back, they eat. The most delicious looking ramen I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. I would kill for ramen. So yummy. And like when we watched this movie for the podcast, me and my partner were like, oh, we have to like, we get to make ramen now. Like that looks so fucking good. Like what are we doing? Slacking. Uh, But they all get fed up and then they get the most like ridiculous. Again, the budget is here. I don't know whose dick captain is sucking for this money. I don't know if he comes from money, but there's like a GoPro for everybody and girl this shit's expensive like those are like several hundred dollars on their own and they have many of and them. then the mounts on top of it as well and the mount, all the cameras inside all the computer equipment the drone mm-hmm. which in its own self is thousands of dollars like what the f- who who is supplying the money to this well and then so like they have all of this money that they're pouring into this project mm-hmm. and um but then they just have like strings with bells on them (laughs) as one of their mechanisms i'm like make it make sense girl like we got thrifty with this one thing (laughs) also they're aiming for a million views with this so my assumption is obviously if they're like confident enough to get a million views live streaming no less then they probably get a considerable amount of views on their web series anyway so they're probably very well you know they're probably the david dobrik's of korean yeah of korean youtube horror for sure they're making money so like to me the entire time my disbelief was completely shut up immediately because i was like yeah i mean influencers and content creators money talks yeah (laughs) for sure but i they spend copious amounts of money to make money and it's wild to me i don't understand (laughs) that flow of money but like go you you know what i mean right live your best life miss girl but they get all set up and they start heading to the asylum after they find a pair of dirty underwear on the way uh they start i was like what's happening with this dirty ass underwear and it's not like I would get it if they're like skid marks because like maybe you got the shit scared out of you, but it looks like it's in the front. It looks like, it like came out somebody, of the vagina. Like they shit yeah, out of the Yeah, it looks vagina. like somebody would. Oh my God. It, probably somebody on their period. You, oh, <laughs> but, I guess it could have been like dry blood for sure. Yeah. I just assume like shit right away. Oh my God. That's intense. <laughs> okay. Dry blood makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Those are some big underwear. Like, not, like, 
not width-wise, but those are long. Those are up to somebody's nips. They would be what you what what, what we would call granny panties. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Granny panties. Um, but they tie him up as like a landmark, and it's I he's using his full hands, palms and everything to tie up that shitty underwear. And I'm like, what are you doing, sir? I would not be touching that. Yeah, it makes me giggle, though, because it makes me think of like when people fly white flags, <laughs> white flags. For, like, to surrender. I love it. Uh, but they get to the asylum. They have the first of many live shots uh, on the steps of the asylum. I love like those little broadcasting moments where they're like talking to the audience. I love it. It makes us feel like we're watching their live broadcast as well, which is really nice. Uh, it's a fucking blast. And then they enter the asylum. And pretty much like the next 30 minutes of the movie, it kind of has like the same formula kind of moving uh, kind of going on here everybody is in the asylum they kind of set up some things they set up some holy water and then they split up a few people set up some cameras here a few people set up some cameras here and do some broadcasting here so they're kind of like all over the place and just kind of getting everything established before they go into like the main ritual which is what they're going to be doing to try to obviously bring the spirits forward um there's a few things to note as we're kind of going through like the setup process here obviously there's a lot of things on the walls that they see charlotte at one point tags her name on the wall because that's what she does and underneath it it says let's live that'll come back into play later um charlotte and i believe it's ji hyun also go into the laboratory at one point where they see a doll on the floor and Charlotte also like breaks open a tube or something with like a dead chicken in it. Um, so there's things that happen uh, that will come back into play later for sure during these 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, one thing about like movies with subtitles is that like I'm hyper aware of like the movie because like my attention with american movies like is half-assed at best like i get distracted really easy and i miss details mm. but that's what i love about like movies with subtitles is like i have to read in order to understand the movie so my eyes are trained and i'm like oh i understand and i think that's part of the reason why i use like captions even with english movies exactly <laughs> is sure. to make myself focus but yeah, there's there's so many like little details in this movie that like I wasn't expecting to be big later on. Yeah, a little bit of things like that, because when they first get into the hospital, one of the first like pre-planned scares that they have set up the horror times boys uh, is having the director's door shut behind them when they're all in the first hallway. And when they enter into the director's room, they have because the doll itself is like a, a, a pre-planned scare. They have it all set up. But there's a picture in the director's room where one of the patients is holding that doll. So that comes into play later when Charlotte finds it in the lab for sure. So they set little things up here and there, which I really enjoy because, again, like the movie itself is like so simple. Like nothing crazy happens to where we're like confused, I guess you could say. Like there's no storyline that comes in out of left field that kind of throws everything for a loop. It's all super straightforward. And I think it just it flows so well because even in this time frame, like the 30, 35 minutes where they're like splitting up, setting up cameras and just having their moments to kind of have all the characters kind of be on their own. So we can kind of get a sense of them a little bit more. We also have, of course, um, 
Ji-Yoon and uh, Yeon who are always hanging out together because they have like a bickering thing where like she's always like, are you scared? And picks on him and he's like, send her home, send her home. She shouldn't be here. And so when he would say that, I'm like, can you leave her alone? Like, I know it's supposed to be funny, but I'm like, can you just leave the poor girl alone? I felt so bad for her. I liked it. I really liked their banter. They wanted to fuck, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they were somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere you just see two fucking GoPros just (laughs) Just going at it. Girl, there's one point in the movie where they they just disappear. They're like up on... Uh, by room 402 for like the longest time sending up like the cameras there or the sensors or whatever the fuck and they're gone for like a long time and I was like for a minute I was like are they still alive like did they just disappear from the movie but it's because they're at that door for like fucking an hour it feels like yeah they got time sucked for sure something was getting sucked for sure oh Hmm. spicy honestly would you ever fuck in a place like this no so like um it's have you ever seen the first episode of american horror story the like original Adam Levine, i think it's the original or i think it might be asylum actually okay it might be asylum but adam levine is fucking someone on like an examining table and dies and ever since i saw that i'm like no Moon five, but like also, yeah, he's in a American Horror Story. The, an asylum, the beginning scene, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I I think it's Asylum. I know for sure it's one of. I know it's American Horror Story. Okay. But um, like ever since that, I'm like, yeah, that's a hard no. But even before that, like I always question people whenever they get horny in <laughs> like horror movie settings. I'm pretty sure that's been brought up several times. Like, why are you thinking about dick right now? I'm scared. I mean, I always laugh when people just like just randomly have sex in horror movies. When I was watching Planet Terror and they just randomly started having sex when there's like fucking monsters outside. I was like, this is ridiculous. But then I was like, but that was kind of hot. So like, yeah, if you think you're about to die, that scene well get it in. is hot. I mean, I guess. If you really were about to die and there was somebody who you thought was attractive and they're willing to also sleep with you and you guys consensually decide, let's just have some fucking sex in this asylum before we get our fucking necks yanked and stretched across this floor. Let get it in. Put it inside of me. Let's do this. I'm down. I'm down. If I if I'm gonna die, I'm probably drier than the Sahara Desert. Maybe not me. I mean Sit and spin, baby. <laughs> so there's a there's a, there's a ghost face. There's a serial killer on the loose. I mean, okay, I'm kind of horny then. But <laughs> he could be after me. Is he? Is it me? He wants? Does he want me? Horny, wet, ready to go. <laughs> Am I Sydney Prescott? <laughs> Am I the obsession? <laughs> Does he want me? Am I gonna be in the next? Five movies? I would f- <laughs> I would fuck anybody with like a pair of boots if there was an actual ghost face on the loose. Word. I'd be like, are you actually the killer? Anybody with Doc Martens, I'm like, you wanna <laughs> fuck me? I was about to start talking about Scream again. There's a part in the Scream movie, spoilers, not really, but kind of, sort of, where one of the characters doesn't want to have sex with one of the other characters because they think they could be the killer. Stormy would be the, <laughs> Stormy would be the opposite. She'd be like, you could be the killer. Let's fuck. 
right here, right now. <laughs> in the room. Take me far away from everybody else and let's get down to business. But fuck me at least after I come, please. Thank you. What? Or kill me after I come. <laughs> I was all, what? Fuck me after I come. I mean, I mean do that Keep too, going, please. But- <laughs> keep it in. It's wet right here, right now, Miss Girls. Oh my God, so just oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It. Um, so to answer your question, no, I don't think I would fuck in this asylum. Would you? <sighs> yes. Well, first, okay, let's get things let's get things straight first. I wouldn't be here. I would not enter this asylum. <laughs> You're like, I'm not coming. I here. wouldn't enter this asylum at this time of the day. I just wouldn't do it. Um, if I were to be in this situation for any reason, if I was getting paid millions of dollars, maybe, and if I was in this asylum and if I felt like if I felt like maybe if I was 100% safe and I didn't think it was haunted, I probably would, yeah, might as well, you know, at least get a blowjob in. But if I think I'm also going to die in this scenario, then yeah, let's just get a blowjob in. You know, like, let's just figure it out before it comes to an end. Before this night is over, jizz will be coming out of somebody's penis hole. Y'all can't see it, but my mouth is agape because I'm... <laughs> Me in the asylum. I'm sh- Oh my God, Adrian... <laughs> I'm just so horny for haunted asylums, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. I say no now, but I feel like <laughs> me backtrack. Not me backtracking. Yeah, now you're like, mm, maybe. I think it would really depend on the situation. It depends really on who I'm with. If Captain was in there with me, we're getting down to business. Because we're not gonna we're not gonna play around because I'm down to clown, I'm telling you. But in all seriousness, if I really was in the situation, I don't think so. If I really was going to be, you know, possibly getting my neck ring by like a fucking evil little ghost girl, I probably wouldn't want to have sex. Watching it, I'm like, sure, why not? But I don't know if I would. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just depend on the situation. I'm all about vibes. (laughs) Yeah. And the horniness will like sneak in on you at like any moment. Like... Girl, you never know. Halloween Horror Nights. You were horny the entire time. <laughs> Not the entire time. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but there was a couple of times where, like, they did a little jump, and it was like, wow. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, the horniness it it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes it just pops up and like it can fuck up your day. <laughs> sometimes it pops up <laughs> and makes your day better. You just never know what the horniness. Uh, I feel that. Um, but yeah, you know, back to the movie, because I completely forgot we were talking about a movie for a second. Uh, but yes, so the crew, they have set up this crazy elaborate ritual to try to get some of these ghosts to come out. They have um, Ah Yun, who is the youngest member of the group, um, pretty much do the ritual for them. And while they're here, they have, I guess, like one of their last like big pre-planned scares where they have like all the bells come loose and everybody freaks out and screams and leaves the room. Um, and they all just start running right after this uh, ritual scene at the camp by himself. Because Captain's watching everything by himself. He's, you know, running the broadcast. Um, we get periodic shots of them showing us like how many viewers they're getting. And they're going up and up and up anytime something scary happens pretty much. But after the big ritual scene, Captain's by himself. And at this point, we're pretty much like at the last 40 minutes of the movie pretty much. And from this point forward, like shit just starts to hit the fan. And when Captain's by himself, you see like the stove behind him turn on. The lights turn off, the lights start freaking out, the cameras and the computers are glitching. And like, I was so scared. Like the entire tent scene, I was waiting for somebody to pop up. It doesn't happen, but it was really well done. Yeah, I was just the fear of the unknown. 
<laughs> just ready for something to happen. But also, I would not be in captain's shoes. I'm not going to be in this tent by myself. Yeah, I would Because either. what if that's what they want? They want me to think that I'm safe away from this asylum and wring my neck. No, thank you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, but after this, things pretty much get like really serious because then back in the asylum, they find the doll has been moved from the floor to the shelf. This was pre-planned, but Charlotte still freaks out and like runs from the room and she... Honestly, the way I would probably be in this situation, she's like, you can't fucking touch shit like that in this place. You can't play around like that. Don't move it. Don't touch it. And like, she's really, really pissed off at them. And I don't blame her. Uh, but after this, they're able to kind of get her to calm down just a teeny tiny bit. And there's a moment where they go into a room. It's like filled with a whole bunch of like coffin looking things. Uh, there's like a little hole in it that's like in the chest area. And uh, Lee Song Wook puts his hand in there and gets yanked. Uh, I was very alarmed by the yank. I saw it coming, but it was still like really alarming. And so he was kind of freaked out. It wasn't pre-planned. He's really concerned. But Captain, of course, is yelling at him in his earpiece to fucking do it again. And so the girls, Charlotte and uh, Ji Hyun, are like panicking and telling him not to do it. And then Ji Hyun decides to put her hand in the little coffin. And she gets fucking yanked like a rag doll. And I screamed. Like I, this is the Dude, first time she gets where I screamed. yeeted into that fucking thing. <laughs> I jumped so hard. I screamed, like audibly screamed. It freaked me out so much. And like, I knew it was going to happen, but I fucking screamed. Clutching my pearls, girl. Girl. And then she comes out and her, her arm has a huge like slash in it. There's like three claw prints there, pretty much. And so the girls are freaking out. Uh, Charlotte's scarf moves on its own. They run out of the room. And when they go back into the hallway where Charlotte's tagged her name, they see that it's switched from let's live to let's die. And they're freaking the fuck out. The boys tell the girls at that point that this is all fake. You know, it was all set up. They were just trying to scare them. And the girls are done. So Charlotte and Ji Hyun decide to leave the asylum and they just run. They leave the asylum. And the guys, of course, are yelling at Captain because when she saw the words change on the wall, like he did, he went ghost on them. And when he comes back in, he looks so disheveled because he actually went back into the footage and actually saw that it did change. And he comes back and tells the guys that it didn't to try to keep them calm. But the guys turn off their cameras anyways and like just leave and concoct their own little plan to get more money out of Captain for this entire thing, which he agrees to for them to keep recording. But she blackmails them. <laughs> yeah, blackmails them. He blackmails them, threatens to kill them if they ever turn the cameras off again. This man is money hungry, honey. He's Mr. Krabs on steroids. Honestly, I could probably also see Mr. Krabs willingly letting people die like this for the almighty dollar. So he's very much Mr. Krabs. He's money hungry girl. A hot Mr. Krabs. A very hot Mr. Krabs. Uh, but yeah, from here, pretty much people start getting knocked the fuck out. Uh, so the two horror times boys, goes, uh, they go back into the asylum. They have a moment in the supply room where there's a wheelchair that comes out. All the furniture is lifted to the roof, slimes down on them. One of them gets knocked the fuck out. And so the other one Oh my is god, then... I laughed, girl. girl. The way he is laid the fuck out to... <laughs> <laughs> it's our... It's, um... Uh, Seong Wook, who is now retired, but he gets knocked the fuck out, probably because of that scene all alone. From head trauma. Girl, he gets knocked the fuck out. And then the other individual, uh, Song Soon, he then gets like fucking yanked from the room. And then he runs back to the door and gets fucking sent back from the door because it closes on him. Insane, girl. Like, I couldn't. My body would be cracking with anything. 
if I'm getting pulled back in a direction, like if I get pulled down a hallway, I don't know that I'm going to be running anywhere. Like, of course, like, (laughs) of course the like want would be there, but I think I would literally just be frozen in place. Oh yeah. If I was yanked like that, I don't think I would have like the motivation to even keep trying. I would just, yeah, he straight up just like turns into a fucking track star and just (laughs) runs down back down the hallway. But I would literally just be laying there. Just sweet release of death. Please take me down. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I give up. If you are yanking mm-hmm. my very heavy body around yanking like my this, chest, <laughs> yeah, then it's just it's over for me. It's game over. Just take me out. I don't. I don't have it in me anymore. I would probably be the other guy that got laid the fuck out by like a TV or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, probably the <laughs> same. He gets knocked down into the end. Uh, but yeah, while all this is happening, keep in mind that Ah Yeon and Yujin Yoon are upstairs doing nothing. They're just setting up cameras, and they hear people screaming and yelling while they're up there, and like they still don't like leave that floor for some reason. But they're up there doing their thing, and then we kind of—they're at the hospital and scream. <laughs> <laughs> girl okay uh um so anyways outside of the asylum the two girls who ran are in the woods they're trying to find their way back to the tent they can't seem to find it they see the dirty underwear and think they're getting somewhere but before they realize it they're going in circles they get back to the underwear again and this part freaks me out they're out in the woods and after they see that they're going in loops charlotte looks down and the dead bird or chicken or whatever it was that was inside the asylum is now outside in the woods with them and then she looks around and she notices that there's other pieces of furniture and stuff from inside the asylum that are now in the woods with her and she turns around and she sees uh ji hyun who's just standing there doing nothing very blur witch vibes she's just standing you can't see her face and as she's trying to look at her the camera itself just cuts to the gopro that's on uh ji hoon's face and bitch i screamed her face is like pale her eyes are completely black and her head's tilted in a way where like her face is elongated so big forehead small chin it's very menacing and very creepy looking and she's just talking really really fast i don't i the subtitles don't tell us what's being said i don't know if it's even discernible to individuals who can understand it's just very 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 fast and very creepy and i screamed again when she popped up on the screen on the screen i was like girl what the fuck i was so terrified yeah, I will be thinking about this before bed. Um, it's very uncomfortable. A lot of mouth sounds. I, I don't like mouth sounds. But it's literally like... I don't know. <laughs> Just wet. Just wet. And it's scary. Like, I'm I'm afraid she's going to be like, boop, right there. Like, mm-mm, no, thank you. Hard pass so fucking terrifying dude and i i feel like if you would have watched it here with us it probably would have been extra terrifying because we have like a surround sound set up so no, like we have two of those speakers uh, like Mm-mm. behind us while we're watching things and you could just hear her whispering in one of the surround sounds the entire time so like we would hear everything else going on and then there's just like one surround sound in your ear that's just like whispering to you i couldn't deal with it it was very very scary I got a cold chill. I gotta go. Anyways. (laughs) But Charlotte is then running through the woods. She's trying to escape all of this. As she should. As she fucking should. Uh, She gets You know what it reminds me of? What? I'm so sorry. It reminds me of Momo. Oh, she does kind of look like Momo. It's like the the dark eyes and like the pale face. Very that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hard pass. Did Momo originate after this movie? Is that like a thing maybe that took inspiration from this movie? 
Um, I, no I think idea. Momo originated originated in the early 2000s. Um, Did it? I can ask. One second. Yeah, because I'm not quite certain. And I, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's like a creepypasta, right? I'm pretty sure they probably just kind of came up with it on their own. But the vibes are pretty similar. I'm going to throw up. Sorry. I saw her again and she scares me. I don't like it. Uh, 2019. I'm a liar. So, yeah, it was after this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She scares me. Yeah, I hate Momo. But, yeah, kind of those same vibes for sure. I'm going to close that tab because I'm going to open it. I'm going to try and watch porn later. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of Momo staring back at me. So, I have to close that tab. And then you'll be Kombucha Girl. You'll be like, "Mm, not horny. And then. Maybe horny. <laughs> <laughs> the, hmm? Was Momo enough to kill the horniness? Well, who, well uh, yeah, to be announced. Dry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlotte's running through the woods, and she comes up to what she thinks is the tent. And as soon as she enters it, she ends up back in the asylum. And what's crazy, she ends up in room four hundred two. I didn't guess that at first, but Austin, when he was watching with me, he was like, "She's in room four hundred two, isn't she?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "When I." I don't think so. I think she's just like randomly in the asylum somewhere. But girl, it gave me like full, like 1408 vibes or something like just enters into something else and ends up somewhere else. And it was fucking crazy. And her entire death scene, dude, is so scary. Yeah, I. Sorry, I watched um, with (laughs) I'm all sketched out. I watched (laughs) this movie with the lights on. And I probably will still sleep with my daughter's like star projector because just like this particular set of scenes. So probably like the last, I'd say 20 minutes of the movie are terrifying, dude. Yeah. It does such a great job as like building up to it. Cause it starts off again. Like it feels like a, a YouTube show. We're watching something on YouTube. It seems really fun and interesting. Like I watch it like that all the time where they're just like, there's this asylum and like they give us a breakdown of everything. And then we meet our characters who, like we said, are like relatable and fun and seem like people that we would like to hang out with. They have our same interests. And like, this seems like a really fun time. And then like the first 30 minutes inside the asylum are all like pranks kind of, you know, like they're setting it up. It doesn't really feel too scary, but yeah, like the last act of the movie It's probably some of the most scariest shit I've ever seen, including this entire scene with Charlotte. Welcome to the third act. (laughs) Boom. Uh, But yeah, so Charlotte in room 408, after she walks back into the tent and back in the asylum, it is so fucking scary because uh, Ji Hyun is like in the corner of this very big, large room. And she's just back there the entire time. And the camera will sometimes cut to her POV or not even to her POV, but to the shot of her. And it would just like show her talking sometimes. But what's really fucking frightening is as Charlotte's in this room and looking around, there's a figure that's just standing far away from her at first. It's just like a white, it almost looks like a nude. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like there's like an incision up the body and -hmm. it's just like a white figure. It looks like somebody who has been um, autopsied. Yes. Very that. Very much. Is it called a cadaver? Yes. Okay. I mean, cadavers are just like ones that have been donated to science. So, yeah. That makes sense then. But yeah, it kind of looks like that. So they're just kind of standing in the distance. And at first I was so pissed off when she kept like turning her head to like look at the door and like open it. Because I would not take my eyes off of this thing. Like I 
I would not. And she would do it. And like, she, you don't know how to open a door without looking at it? Exactly. Like, I would not take my eyes off of this thing. But she would look at the door, try to open it, and then slow. I mean, it's for the movie, I'm sure. But then slowly yeah. pan back to where he was. And, like, he would move, like, slightly this way. or slightly, Well, I mean, I don't know. They would move slightly this way, slightly this way, get a little bit closer. And she would, like, look back to the door and come back. And then eventually, finally... She hears somebody on the other side of the door. We come to find out later that it is, of course, An Yoon uh, and uh, Sung Joon and Jin Yoon are on the other side of the door. We find out a little bit later that she is in room 402. So she hears them. She starts banging and yelling, but it doesn't do anything for her because she turns around finally and that creepy individual just fucking charges at her and she gets yanked off screen, girl. Yeah, I hate it. I would have my hand. I would be facing both those crusty ass bitches. I'd be facing them with my hand behind my back, trying to open the door. I'm not gonna do this one back and forth shit. So fucking scary. Like literally, so terrifying. At this point in the movie is when I started to watch with like behind my fingers. Oh yeah, bro. Sure. I was like this the whole thirty minute, last thirty minutes. Um, but yeah, so Charlotte dies in. I don't know, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, but after that, then the remaining three individuals in the asylum are all back together. They're outside of room 402. Uh, Sung Soon, who was the one who was thrown from the door earlier, is running down the hall. Uh, and they have it They have it set up, like they mentioned it earlier, where they would set up the thing where if it felt energies or something would start flashing. Um, so those scenes always give me, you know... A headache because the flashing lights. But he's running down the hall. Disoriented. Yeah, because the lights are flashing. They hear Charlotte dying on the other side. Uh, and pretty much all of them, when they're in the hallway and like the lights are flashing, the door opens on its own to 402. And then it cuts from them back to Captain. And he's like, all the cameras are dead. Everybody's gone pretty much. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm going to just go in there on my own. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? But then it cuts back to the remaining three individuals in the asylum who now are all just randomly in room 402. The door open. They just randomly ended up inside of the room. And their death scenes are also pretty fucking creepy. Dude, this is when we get probably one of my favorite, like, things that they do in this movie. So we have the last three characters. Let me make sure I have their names correct. Uh, so we have Ah Yoon, who's the youngest individual. We had the guy who was supposed to be the jokester, Jay Yoon. And then we have one of the horror time boys, uh, Sung Hoon. They're all in room 402. And like, I cannot tell you like how much I enjoy the scene and how fun it is to me because it's all set up to where like they're each like slowly being possessed. And they have like this thing where there's hands that are over their eyes and they each can't see it. So somebody else has to notice that the hands are there before the hands to like move away from these people. But the hands are there to pretty much try to possess these people because it does happen to them. Like though, I think it happens first with on Yoon when the hands are there and it removes them and her eyes turn black and she becomes like possessed. Obviously it's like my favorite sequence in the movie. It's really fun to like have somebody like look over and they see the hands and the hands like quickly, like just jet away from the eyes it was like intense and so spooky and i enjoyed the fuck out of it yeah i i didn't watch a whole lot of this scene my <laughs> eyes were closed <laughs> it's honestly one of my favorite things me and austin have been going around the house and we'll go up behind each other and like just put our hands over each other's eyes now because it was honestly wow. one of the, like, so fun dude like this is the kind of shit that like really just like fucking butters my muffin in horror like i don't know what dude it was just so much fun and they each get knocked out one by one until i believe it is maybe it's sung yoon or sung soon who's by himself at the very end but then like a creepy ghost girl's like in his face and it's super fucking scary and her hands grab his face and he's possessed and yeah very 
the um the grudge vibes i mean the grudge is like an american adaptation of a j-horror j-horror yeah um and i i cannot pronounce it for the life of me but that's it's the same vibe that i get in the very end so scary and they also have a a moment too with the camera where there's a girl in the camera like in the distance because they all kind of huddle together and she slowly gets closer but then the next thing that they realize in the camera is that they are surrounded by ghosts uh, probably of people within the asylum or who lived within the asylum of course and when they Mm -hmm. notice that they're surrounded that's when the hand games can kind of come into play and they're so fucking terrifying it's so creepy they also notice there's a hole in the ceiling above them and there's water in the ceiling above them which is weird. Right. So it like looks like they're like inside the well. Yes, it is so weird. It yeah. looks like they're inside like or like inside the like inside of a well or something like you said. So I don't know, dude. I love that whole sequence. It is so fucking cool. Uh, but they all die pretty much. And then Captain enters into the asylum. He's uh, one of the last people standing here. And so he enters in and as he's kind of going into the asylum, he ends up dying. Obviously, he ends up it's in room 402, I believe. Right. He gets to room 402, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And there's like a mirror in there. And like when he looks into the mirror, it's showing him an image of him from above. So it's kind of weird because it's like he's looking at himself the entire time. But while that's happening, there is a shot, obviously, with the camera behind him where you can see somebody behind him. And these feet just like fly up behind him. And girl, it is so fucking terrifying. And they go back to back. <laughs> the ghost like just bumps into him like, hey, <laughs> like, it's like a bumper car. Girl. And then what scares me is the slow pan of the feet like turning so it's facing his back. And I was like, <laughs> I don't like it. I got the creepy crawlies. And then he dies, pretty much. I mean, he gets killed. And then we are with... snatched. <laughs> and then we're with Lee, who's the last individual alive. He wakes up tied in a wheelchair in the middle of the hall where the lights are flashing. And we get a crazy last shot where, like, he just is pretty much yeeted into room 402 by the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And the fucking camera angles are so scary, dude. I, I was, again, hand covering the eyes because like it would show a shot of him like zooming past the doors and I was expecting something to pop up at any moment. It was so fucking scary. In the end scene where they're showing the like screen recording of their YouTube like live stream and it has the caption saying like, Oh, I knew it was fake. Like so mad at them or whatever. But the two girls on the sides moving. Yeah. They get up and leave. They they leave the the graphic of their YouTube page. Yeah. And I was fully expecting a jump scare. So was I. It was so fucking scary. And I was like, I don't want it. I'm scared. My pussy's quaking. And nothing happened. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just... But yeah, girl, that was a Ganjam Haunted Asylum. And what a fucking blast this movie was. Like you said, the last 40, 30, 20 minutes, whatever you want to say, the last act of this movie is so amazing like i cannot wait to show everybody and anybody that i can this movie and just see how they react to it it's one of those movies where you want to sit down with people and see how they react to it because the scares are orchestrated so well yeah it's spooky it's been a while since i've like been afraid to go to bed after watching like one of the movies for the podcast and like i don't 
I think it's like J-horror and K-horror. I don't know if K-horror is an actual thing. I don't know if that's... I'm making it a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> like just Asian culture in horror. Asian culture amazes me. And it's very beautiful. And like also like the dark side, like with the horror and all that. Like it's very intriguing to me. But like it also never fails to like shake like have me shaking in my boots like there's nothing that i've seen that's like asian horror that like doesn't scare me like even train to busan right like and like it's a zombie movie but like still i was spooked and it's i don't know it's just they're so good at it i don't know so good and korean horror is like some of my favorite. I mean, Train to Busan is a Korean horror film. A Tale right. of Two Sisters is also a great Korean horror film. Uh, they have just, there's Satan Slaves, which has been on my watch list for like the longest time, is also a Korean horror film. Like they just have so many amazing films. And they do such a fantastic job at like orchestrating their scares. Again, this movie was like, it was fun. It was approachable. It was relatable. It was timely. It had some very interesting shots with the technology that they were using that I feel like found footage films, at least in our neck of the woods, haven't really like utilized in such like a creative and clean way. Like it could be found footage for sure, but it could still look like a well-presented found footage film. I think that was the one thing with this movie that really like impressed me was, yes, we were watching these people recording everything on their own, but everything was steady. Everything was clear. They had some glitches every now and then that didn't feel completely like forced, like in VHS. Um, yeah. But like the glitches felt like they were coming at a natural time. And so I don't know. It was just so good. I think it might be like my favorite found footage film. Probably. Yeah. If not, at least one of the best, at least at, at least at the, top somewhere it's so good it's pretty wild we didn't even mention the part where like there's a glitch and captain's sitting there like counting the people in the shot and he's just like there's six people in the shot like who's filming this ah, i love and that then, part and like the film like is focused on one person and i'm awful with characters i i'm sorry but it's focused on one person and his like face kind of like morphs yes. but like that's the the glitch of it all and like nothing really like becomes of like that like there's not a jump scare or anything but it still gave me like goosebumps yeah for sure dude also the scene too where uh um Yoon and uh, Ji Yoon are by themselves and they're in the shower room, which is supposed to be like one of the more haunted places in the asylum. And they go and they look at the bathroom and like there's that head that's in the water. Like it's an actual oh, girl. Head. And like it was so fucking scary. And I was like, hard fucking pass on what that are one. We doing? And she is brave. The youngest individual here is that brave where she just pokes at it. She snatches the weave. <laughs> snatches the wig. It's a wig. I was like, okay, Miss Girl. I was like playing, and he's terrified. He's like, leave it alone. Don't touch that. <laughs> because it was How an actual head. Damn. It was literally yeah, somebody's it was. head. It was a person. It was literally somebody's it head. It was a person. She got lucky that the fucking wig was the only thing that came off because girl i was expecting like i would have been gagged if she like went to like move it and it just grabbed her hand and dragged her in oh i would have loved that and she ended up in room 402 <laughs> 
Girl, I love it. I love this movie. Unfortunately, also, the filmmakers, they weren't able to, like, actually record in the actual psychiatric hospital. They weren't able to get permission from, like, the South Korean government to do that. So they filmed right. in Busan, which is, which is awesome, which is a fun little fact. They actually filmed that, uh, a high school in Busan. It's called Maritime High School. And they just, of course, like, f- like as best as they could, tried to stay close to, like, the blueprints and, like, the actual... Uh, like the same exterior and interior of the school. Like they tried to keep it as similar as they could, but I think they did a great job. And honestly, like the, uh, the haunted when you, and I've seen so many like movies that have this premise where a group of people go inside some haunted hospital. And I mean, I don't know what it was about this one. It might've been the graffiti on the walls, but it like felt like the most like legitimate in terms of like a haunted location. Um, Like it didn't feel like it was decorated, (laughs) you know, for a Hollywood movie or anything. It felt like legitimately, like an abandoned building. Yeah. I feel that for sure. Um, but there's not like, I was waiting for some like profanity or some like dicks drawn on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made it like, really maybe... legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like maybe the Koreans are much more like respectful of places like this, but you know, if this was in America, there would have been a giant penis somewhere on Everywhere. the wall. At least every single floor would have its own penis. <laughs> Gets progressively bigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, what a blast this movie was. Like you said, Stormy, I don't think I've seen a movie that like legitimately had me kind of scared to like sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was. I'm not looking forward to like laying down after this. Yeah, girl, you're gonna just see that little girl whisper. Stop that, just- that! Stop that! I'm taking off my headphones right now. I'm not talking to you. You don't get to finish that sentence. See, the thing is, like, I, I. I I agree. Like, I'm also, like, afraid to, like, do anything um, and, like, be in a house. That's all the the lights are going to be on for the rest of the night because of this movie, for sure. Yeah, girl. Well, what are we rating in? What are you going to rate this out of five? I don't know. Out of five what for this go around? Wigs. (laughs) Five wigs. Okay, perfect. (laughs) What are you rating it out of five wigs? I'm not going to lie. Like, this is high yeah i was also like i'm tempted to give it five stars because i think it's like just one of my faves i might do four and a half just because like when i watch a five-star movie it's like i i love it from beginning to end and maybe just maybe four and a half just because like the opening is still kind of silly with like the boys and like it really Mm -hmm. like depleted my confidence at the very beginning but this movie i mean it turned around and like fucking shook me and caused me to like shit myself almost like it was just that good and so i think i might be leaning towards four and a half wigs yeah i I think that's where i'm i think that's where i'm gonna be as well for sure i mean i'll see how it kind of goes with like rewatches let's like continue to like show people this movie and i see it more times but off of first impressions and uh off of first impressions alone she's killer i enjoyed this movie for sure i uh i don't know I really, I mean, obviously, if you love horror, you like the feeling of being scared. But it's been a minute. I'm not used to feeling this way after recording. Yeah, see, I love horror, and I love and I, see horror can be so it's so unique sometimes because like watching The Dark and the Wicked last week, like I remember people like talking so heavily about like how I mean, you know, no pun intended in any way, but like, how dark and like menacing and you know how like just like. You know, just, heavy. 
how heavy the movie is. And it definitely feels heavy and it definitely feels dark. But I personally didn't come away from the movie feeling like scared. scared. And it yeah. doesn't, that does not orchestrate a good horror movie. Scares no, or feeling scared sure. does not mean it's a good horror movie or not. Just, you know, sometimes that can definitely elevate your experience watching a horror film is if you do have like a general sense of being super scared. And although I was uncomfortable at times in that movie, I didn't find myself scared. Um, enjoyed it. Again, didn't take away from that movie in any way. But Something about this little found footage film from Korea. I don't even call it a little. It was a big ass movie. The production was there for found footage. But something about right. this movie just, it struck every chord that made me, you know, scream and holler and yell like a vibrator. And I had a good time. Yeah. I was four and a half stars for sure. I'm excited for next week as well. Another movie that I've heard good things about. Um, every movie that we've watched this month so far, I've heard good things about. Um, and so far, you know, they've been great. So I'm very excited. I have not seen next week's movie and I'm ready for it. I'm always ready for new movies. <laughs> I do believe this one's actually an exclusive to Shudder. We might have slipped up a little bit this week. <laughs> uh, but I do believe the medium is actually an exclusive to Shudder, so... Yes, we'll see you next week whenever <laughs> I Google where to stream. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. You can email us at slash her pod at gmail.com. You can catch me in bed quaking in my boots after this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for yet another week and stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.